Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is February 7th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over the breaking news that the Miami Dolphins have found their new head coach, and that is going to be Mike McDaniel former offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, had quite a bit of a long tenure over there, specifically with the run game. This is a move that has a lot of people excited. A lot of people had him at the top of their board. He was a little bit polarizing to some degree. There was a few other coaching candidates that people liked, but he was an intriguing one. Even if you didn't necessarily love the idea, there's something about him that makes him kind of this home run candidate as a coach. There's definitely some risk there in him being a younger guy, him being one of those candidates that doesn't already have the head coaching experience, but in that same way, he could grow into a little bit more. You're potentially getting him before he's unattainable, which is kind of something the Dolphins have had poor luck in terms of missing out on guys in that aspect by waiting too long. So, we're going to be talking about that as well as the whole situation regarding Brian Flores just a little bit. But first, we're going to be begin, begin here with Mike McDaniel being hired by the Miami Dolphins. The news was announced yesterday, again, in 2021. He was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, but before that, he was the run game coordinator dating back to 2018 with San Francisco. Before that, he was the run game specialist with San Francisco. Then before that, offensive assistant with the Falcons. Before that, receivers coach with the the Browns, and then he spent three years with the Washington football team dating back to 2011. Now, if you look at the more recent years, especially that time with the San Francisco 49ers, there's a lot of run game in that certain area. If you look at even with the offensive coordinator role in 2021, the San Francisco 49ers, their identity, very clear, was their running ability. That's their thing. They're going to run it down the opposing team's throat and force them to stop it. We know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a gunslinger. He's not the most talented guy, but the run game really opened up so many elements for that offense, like guys like Debo Samuel being able to get him in creative ways with the ball in his hands, get him some space, and see what he was able to do. A lot of that was attributed to the running game, and I know the Dolphins, as it currently stands, one of their biggest areas of needs, even though Duke Johnson had a pretty successful run towards the tail end of the season, is going to be getting that running back position, and I know I've been kind of one of the main guys, kind of advocating that you don't necessarily need to get the absolute stud at the running back position. And if you look at the success that San Francisco had with some of their running backs, they had former Dolphin Raheem Mostert. If you think back that year when they got all the way to the Super Bowl, I mean, Mostert just popped up on the scene. And even though the defense was great for San Francisco, he was having these absolutely just monster breakout games on a weekly basis. Mostert was crazy. Well, guess who was there? Mike McDaniel. If you think back to all the injuries, which is extremely bizarre, that the San Francisco 49ers have had at the running back position with guys like Jarrett McKinnon, alluding back to Raheem Mostert, and then even more recently, you had guys going down like Tevin Coleman, can't even remember how many times he even saw the field. There were guys just being picked up, just, you know, completely out of the woodwork. Guys like Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell played in 11 games. This season, 963 yards and 4.7 yards 
per carry from Elijah Mitchell. You look at other guys who were on that team like Jeff Wilson Jr. If you play fantasy football, then you're probably already very aware. Anytime there was an injury to a running back for the San Francisco 49ers, you knew that there was a very good chance, whether it was Jermichael Hasty, whether it was a guy like Trey Sermon, whoever they plugged in there was going to have some degree of success. And a large part of that was because of the creativity in the run game scheme that Mike McDaniel was able to implement. And I know for a lot of people who've craved the Dolphins to have some semblance of a running game, which they haven't had at all since Ricky Williams, you could point to that year with Jay Ajayi, which was pretty nice. But aside from that, no running game at all from the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungavailoa, as it currently stands, doesn't look like the gunslinger yet. But if you were able to incorporate a running game, kind of ease him back into things, I think that would help him tremendously. And I'm not necessarily sure that's going to uh, completely instantly translate to him taking a massive next step. But anytime you're able to keep a defense honest, I mean, it goes a long way. If you look at Dak Prescott in his first year, the Cowboys were just running the ball down the opposing team's throats the same way that San Francisco was. And Dak Prescott at that point was not a gunslinger. But if you look at what he was able to do two seasons ago, right before that broken leg injury, the guy was averaging 500 plus yards passing per game. So it goes to show when a quarterback is able to get his confidence up, when he's able to get that valuable experience and being able to learn to acclimate himself to the NFL level, even a guy who is not a gunslinger yet might be able to take that next step. I'm not necessarily absolutely certain that's going to happen with Tua, but being able to have a running game, it goes an incredibly long way. But of course, the other area the Dolphins are going to have to improve is the offensive line. Maybe Mike McDaniel could incorporate with this scheme ways to put guys in better positions. We saw the kind of musical chairs that was happening at that offensive line. And when you move certain guys around, they did look a little bit better. Whether it was a huge difference or not, like guys like Austin Jackson, maybe it wasn't the biggest difference, but maybe he'll be able to get something out of it. Nonetheless, I think this uh, unit is going to have to be addressed in a pretty big way, but I'm excited. I like this guy from a personal standpoint. A lot of people are going to say that he's a nerdy guy. There is no doubt about it, but in that same way, when you look at how he speaks in regards to football and his kind of approach to coaching, he has an aggression element as well. Don't look at him as some pushover just because that nerdy element gets thrown around a lot. Because at the end of the day, when he talks about coaching, he is confident in himself, maybe even a little bit too confident. It kind of borders on arrogance. He is having a good time out there. So in that same way, I'm looking forward to the press conferences. I think he's going to be a very entertaining guy. Hopefully that translates to success. But like something I said towards the end of the season after Brian Flores uh, was fired from the team, I'm personally somebody that would love an offensive-minded coach. If you look at the way the league is trending right now, and it seems like all the teams right now in the playoffs are just these extremely powerful, offensive-minded teams. I think going after a guy who has that experience on the offensive side of the ball is going to be awesome. Personally, I'm a big fan of that. If that translates to the win column, awesome, but I think even just from an entertainment standpoint as a fan, being able to look forward to Sundays and have these exciting offensive games from the Dolphins is something we've been missing uh, definitely for like the last three years, but you could even date that back even further to the Adam Gase era, a guy who was supposed to be an offensive guru, but that wasn't the case. Think back to all those bubble screens and all of that. There were a handful of exciting games, but we need to see some offensive fire, so hopefully McDaniel is able to bring us that. Now, the next topic here I want to talk about a little bit briefly is uh, the accusations and the lawsuit that was 
filed by Brian Flores. There are some instances where he alludes to the Dolphins. There's that whole situation with the New York Giants and the Denver Broncos, all of that. But he had some notes where he referred back to the Dolphins and he said that Stephen Ross actually paid him or offered to pay him, I should say, $100,000 per loss in that 2019 season. Now, if I had to guess, I would say this is definitely not the first time in NFL history that there's been something like that. I think this may be the first time it's brought up, but this kind of stuff, I imagine, just based on a whim, has happened quite a bit, uh, you know, or at least in a few instances throughout the NFL's history where an owner said, yeah, it's more valuable if we just tank it. But something that I will say that kind of makes me think, okay, maybe there is some truth to this, aside from the fact that apparently there's an unnamed person that has evidence that this was the case. Aside from that, when you look at Brian Flores' 2019 season, he was out there willing to fight for his guys. If you remember that time where it seemed like there was about to be a brawl at midfield and they had to hold Brian Flores back, he was completely bought into the team at that moment. It seemed like he knew that was his team. But for whatever reason, that fire, you could tell in that 2021 season, I don't know if it was because of that losing skid. I imagine it's hard to stay motivated like that. But even when the team was winning, it didn't seem like Brian Flores had that same fire. So I'm sure... There were some sort of talks going on behind the scenes. I'm not necessarily sure there was some sort of racial element like Brian Flores claims there was, or if they were kind of ostracizing him and trying to get him out of there from that moment and they knew that he wasn't going to be the guy moving forward. I'm not necessarily sure about all of that stuff, but I could tell there was something going on. Maybe it was the Deshaun Watson rumors. Maybe it was the whole uh, report that they wanted to uh, meet on a yacht with some big name NFL quarterback. I don't know what the case is, but it's clear there was something happening because you could almost feel the tension as a fan this past season that there was something else going on. And I just frankly thought, okay, maybe this is all because of the rumors and it's creating a huge distraction with that whole Deshaun Watson situation. But maybe indeed there was something else going on because you could tell there was something beyond just losing that may have been going on behind the scenes that made things feel a little bit off or at least that's how I took it. That was kind of my opinion opinion. There was kind of an episode where one of my takeaways I remember throughout the season was that this Brian Flores is not the same guy, that he looks completely lost. He looks like he lost his fire. I can't tell because that was one of the major characteristics and elements that I love from Brian Flores early on with his tenure with the Dolphins, but it seems like it just completely just at a, you know, a switch just went off and he was not the same guy anymore. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, I would love to know what you guys think. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That is at ShadySteven and at Via the Source. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. It would mean a lot. I definitely enjoy uh, hearing you guys' thoughts. And uh, when you guys tell me you enjoyed the episode, I mean, it does mean a lot to me. And I really do miss hearing from you guys. So hopefully we can get back on track and uh, talking about the Dolphins more. But guys... That is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.